Welcome everybody to the Res. We are back again with another episode. As I said before, we will be trying to do one to two episodes a week. I do have some guests lined up for some very special shows. Today, we will be blessed by a very special guest, a very well-known person within the community, within the Parker community, as well as the Crit community. He's a very well-known person throughout the tri-state area. This person is volunteers their time for many different things. So for them to be able to, you know, find some time within their busy schedule to stop on by the Res Studio and hop on for a quick interview, you know, that's great. And anybody else out there that does want to get onto the cast, you know, talk about anything, if there's anything you, any information that you want given out there, or if you have a small business that's up and coming, you know, I'll be more than happy to schedule schedule a time with you to get you put on the podcast. I do have about three other people, four other people that I'm looking to schedule to get onto the podcast as well. So, you know, this this started out as just, you know, for fun. And like I've said in previous episodes, it's it's the support you guys give me. The support that you guys say, you know, keep it going, keep shooting out information, even if it's the same information that you've already said. You know, repeating is not a bad thing because if they didn't listen to the previous episodes and they're just joining and they hop into a new episode and they're like, oh, I didn't know this was coming up, you know, that's, that's a good thing. That's a win for me. Even if it's the type of information that is boring to some people, somebody may find it interesting. So just a few, we're going to start off with a few community updates, and then we'll get into the very special guest, everybody. Tomorrow, February 14th, from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., go get your blood pressure checked. You know, within the tribal community, high blood pressure is a big problem. Everybody has it. Even if you don't think you do, I'm pretty sure you probably do. In raising awareness to American Health Heart Month, the Public Health Nursing Department will be offering to beneficiaries of IHS blood pressure checks. Once again, that's tomorrow, February 14th from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. at the Parker Indian Health Center in the front lobby. Now, if you don't know the address to the Parker Indian Health Center, that is going to be 12033 Agency Road, located in beautiful Parker, Arizona. For more information, please contact the Public Health Nursing Department. Once again, that's free blood pressure checks to the beneficiaries of IHS. <clears throat> and like I said, everybody, information, even though it may be far out, it's still better to get it out there to make you guys aware of it. Next month, Friday, March 29th, and like I said, this one's pretty far out. We've got a whole month away from this one, but still. Tomas and Tillman travel. All proceeds go to Rotary Youth Exchange programs for Tomas and Tillman. Friday, March 29th, they're going to be having a barbecue chicken lunch plate pre-sale. Oh, sorry about that. Pre-sale before you can, I guess you can purchase before. They're going to be $10 a plate. On the day of, they'll be raised up to $12 a plate. Talk about inflation. 
I'm just kidding. You can eat in or you can carry out. This is going to be at the Parker VFW located on 516 Hopi Avenue, Parker, Arizona. Once again, this is for Thomas and Tillman travel. All proceeds will go to the Rotary Youth Exchange program. That's barbecue chicken lunch plate. Pre-sale, $10 on the day of $12. Once again, that's Friday, March 29th from 11 a.m. till 4 p.m. Like I said, those ones were a little bit far out, but it's still get, good to get information out there. Another one is going to be, well, here's a topic I want to talk about real quick. I had seen over the weekend um, the artwork for the Megathrill. Talk about, you know, beautiful artwork. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what you guys say. Oh, anybody can get in a computer and make something like that. Well, if anybody can do it, or if anybody can draw it, then why didn't you do it? Because that artwork for the Megathrow, beautiful. Very, very beautiful. I actually want to try and get a shirt. I know shirts go out so fast for these events. I want to try and get a shirt. With the artwork alone. It's going to be great. And remember, that's in March as well. I don't have the dates up for that as, at the moment. But remember that 17th annual Megathrow next month in March. If you can get a shirt, get a shirt. If you can get a vendor stand, get a vendor stand. I'm sure they're going to be already full, but you can still call and inquire about it. And what about that Super Bowl, everybody? Uh, I've seen some real controversial stuff in that game. You know, I've seen the biggest one earlier this morning where everybody's trying to get mad and cry about how they didn't stop the clock in the first quarter when he clearly, when Ayuk clearly ran out of bounds after Purdy threw him the ball for, I think it was like a gain of 10 yards when there was a minute 43 left. You know, something like that outside of two minutes when you get below that, even if you run out of bounds believe the clock continues to run once the ball is set now it did look like it was prematurely started but you know that's the rules of the game you can run out of bounds and they'll pause the time but the moment the ball gets reset the clock starts up again that's outside of two minutes now anything before that you know those rules do apply where you run out of bounds and they will stop the clock but once the ball is set outside of two minutes they continue it but congratulations to the kansas city chiefs and the nfl for once again screwing everybody over fucking everybody over losing all kinds of money patty mahomes is the new tom brady now did you guys see that tweet or the x from tom brady <laughs> i thought it was pretty funny i seen it last night he said there's no way in, there's no way he's going to let Kermit the Frog dethrone him. <laughs> and people are saying that's his um that's his way of making a statement that he's going to come back to the NFL. I highly doubt that that he'll come back and play. I don't see it, you know, he he's a great player, but I mean why why risk it? Why risk injury to come back? You know, records are meant to be broken. And Patty Mahomes did it right. 
you know? They structured the game around him. He structured his team around him. He didn't want money. He said, "Play, pay everybody else before you pay me. And that's how it should be. You know, like, I'm a Giants fan. I hated the moment we drafted Daniel Jones, probably one of the worst draft picks in history. I remember that day. I was sitting on my couch. The moment we drafted him, I was pissed. There was plenty of other great players on that board to be drafted. But no, we picked the one fucking quarterback, and look where it got us. Now what I'm getting at is he took the money. He took all the money, and now look at the Giants. Can't afford, couldn't afford to keep Saquon. I don't know what kind of deal they're going to construct to keep him on the team. If not, you know, he's a great running back. I hate to see him leave the team. If he goes to another team, then I hope he does good there. Patty Mahomes, on the other hand, he didn't keep the money. He didn't take the money. He said, pay my linemen. My linemen are the ones that are going to protect me. Pay my wide receivers. Pay the defense before you pay me. Now look at him. What has he got? Three rings now? Three or four rings now? Something like that? Or is it two? I want to say he has three, I think. He's got three rings. Because he's got two back-to-back. Now he's going to go for a three-peat next year. We'll see about that. We'll see if there's any teams available to take him out. But, you know, congratulations to the NFL. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs for winning another Super Bowl. And for you Kansas City fans out there, I'm sure you're going to have a hell of a year. It was a catch-22 for everybody. Like, did, did we all really want to hear Niners fans, you know, gloat about it for the whole year? Because you know how they are. <laughs> we all know how they are. Or did we want to see Patty Mahomes, Patty Mahomes take down another Super Bowl? It, 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 like I said, it was a catch-22. There, there was wins. There was a win. There was a loss for both sides. But honestly, I think bad play calling, bad coaching, and for Brock Purdy to say that, you know, it was on him, it was his fault, it, it's a team game, man. You're n- probably never going to hear this. You're Like I said, he, he's never going to hear this. NFL players are never going to hear this, but it's not your fault, Purdy. You went out there, you played the game, you executed the play calls the way that they were drawn up and how they were given to you. So next year, maybe next year for you Niners fans, maybe next year, Brock Birdie. Also, coming March 1st, 2024, the Crit Library invites you to come and celebrate Dr. Seuss's birthday at the Crit Education Building located at 1120 West 16th Street, located in Parker, Arizona. That's all the information that I got so far. Um, You want more information, feel free to give a call to 928-669-1332. Once again, that's Crit Library inviting everybody to come and celebrate Dr. Seuss's birthday at the Crit Education Building located at 1120 West 16th Street, located in Parker, Arizona. All right, everybody. We have our very special guest now. Moving on. He is a very well-known man within the community. Very well-respected bird singer. He is a volunteer coach for most of your kids out there. He is a volunteer firefighter. That is his job. Please give a round of applause 
for Mr. Darwin Titus Welsh. <laughs> How you doing, Darwin? Good. I'm a little doing all right. Just waking up. <laughs> Good. Getting man. off work this morning. You guys should see him. He looks real indigenous, hair down and everything. <laughs> so we'll get started. What's something about yourself that hardly anybody knows that you would like the listeners to know? Um, wow. Something about myself that I would like the listeners to know. We've all come from some form of trauma, I guess, growing up. And I want to give back to people, to, to the kids. I don't know. Maybe you're going through the, maybe you're going through the same thing, or have gone through some kind of situations that are pretty sketch. Would you, uh, would you be willing to share a bit of your background and background as like growing up and everything, or yeah, like how how you got to where you are today, how how you you know got into coaching, how you became a firefighter, bird singing. Um. When I was, I, I guess when I was a kid, I was always, um, <laughs> I was always wild. I wasn't scared to fucking uh, make mistakes. I wasn't scared to look stupid. I wasn't scared. I always liked to, to, like a, I don't know, a stuntman or something, or. <laughs> A joker, but um, you know, I grew up. <laughs> I grew up pretty good. Um, my dad, he was uh, a heavy drinker. My mom was a heavy worker, and my dad's Mojave. My mom's Navajo. My dad's uh, Apache too. Um, very. When I grew up here, I grew up here my whole life. So, I know more of my Mojave side than I do, I would say, Apache side or my Navajo side. Um, so, it just kind of felt like, it feels like, a, like a, I mean, it's home. This is home. So, when I'd go out to Navajo land, when I was younger, I'd see um, that kind of culture, that kind of tradition, and how strong it was. She was a Christian. My mom was a Christian, but you know my cousins around that are traditional too. So they were very traditional in the Navajo culture, religion, tribe. Um, so when I got older, I quit junior high, sixth grade, and up and throughout high school. I kind of quit. I've always been a part of the bird scene. But I didn't know there was queer bird. I knew there was human bird. My dad would take me and my brothers to the funerals when we were kids. And we didn't have a choice. We were probably head start all the way up to probably like, I would say, fourth, third grade. We were always with him at the funerals. We'd sleep in his truck. He'd be singing the old with the old man and <laughs> my dad would let us you know run around down there mm -hmm. 
and we'd be getting in trouble. <laughs> we'd be one of those kids. <laughs> we'd be one of those kids. But that's how I grew up. That's how well, he brought me into that side. <laughs> and I don't really think about it, but I think about it like after the fact, like years, like now. Dang, he was pretty crazy. He's pretty wild. Um, but yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'd go to a funeral, and then right after that, I'd have to go to school. My mom would make me go to school. Sometimes she, my dad, would be like, "No, nah, he ain't going to school today. He's gonna stay home. He went to the funeral last night." This was like kindergarten, head start, first grade, third grade, something like that. So I was that little snot-nosed kid in the <laughs> in the end of the line at the funeral. You know, my dad always said, "You don't." You're new, so you stole, You go to the end, and it was, if it was a two-step, he'd tap my hand and say, don't gorge this one, just listen. And so that's how I, I was at it. And then I quit, and then I quit going to funerals all throughout, I guess, uh, junior high and high school. <sighs> my dad really got into the, the booze, so quit going, too, for a while. And um, we kind of, someone had asked my, my auntie or someone had asked somebody, I don't know how it started, but I just knew that those, we used to start skateboarding. We were skateboarders, a couple of us, pretty cool, pretty cool bros. And we all started skateboarding first. We were, we were doing, like, skits from, like, CKY and, yeah. like, um, <laughs> watching bum fights and watching skits like that and doing some dumb shit. Like, we were <laughs> <laughs> wild. We were wild. Um, so we started skateboarding. And we were, getting, we were pretty good at it, but I wasn't the best out of us. It was probably uh, Kaiser and... Cameron that were the best out of us and then Eugene showed up and Eugene started tearing it up and but that was pretty cool and then Ian was riding his bike that was his BMX bike and that was pretty dope yeah I remember him on the bike all the time yeah <laughs> and then the roller skates roller skate was wasn't really a thing but it was kind of it was like two or three people roller skated but mostly most of us natives skateboarded and I think that's where I kind of, um, that's kind of where I got my, um, <laughs> my bird style like when I dance, <laughs> because I'm in skateboarding, you pivot, you pivot a lot and cause you don't get to move your feet. You don't get to, um, you can't put your foot up and down. Oh, you can, if you're doing a kick up or something, but most of the time your, your feet are uh, stationary. Yeah, stationary. So when I'm doing tricks or I don't know, this is, so I'm thinking like, so when I'm dancing out there, I'm, I'm completely going off the thing, but, <clears throat> but when I'm, when I'm dancing out there, I think of like, like, dang, I kind of look like, it feels like I'm skateboarding some, but I quit skateboarding. I quit skateboarding and a lot of my bros do. So I picked up basketball. Um, I had, shoot, man, I hit the booze pretty hard. Got a lot of trouble for it. <laughs> Live but, and learn, right? Live and learn. Yeah, but um, I mean, these guys already, most of you guys already know, <laughs> know, know what happened back then. So, you know, it was wild. It was 
wild time and we're not here to delve into that but <laughs> gotcha so then we started um my 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 um uh, i met anna he's he's mom and i started playing basketball around the same time because my skateboard broke so i just like well i wanted to stay active so i started playing basketball and i got really good at it and then i got at like people that were playing basketball varsity basketball had started asking me for i wanted to go with them to tournaments mm-hmm. so i was like this was like after high school i started doing the bird and then um so i started playing basketball and then i went to yuma and then i learned a lot of basketball playing playing against like the dogs the big dogs you know like mm-hmm. the, i don't know want to call them, they're just a lot taller a lot more athletic um carver park we'd go to optimus then we go to the quachon rec every other day different different style of basketball optimus you play against the black people carver you play the mexicans and then you go to the rec and then you play against everyone um so that's where i learned how to play basketball i didn't really have any um thinking about coaching i wasn't even thinking about the time but i just knew like i wanted to co- come back to parker because i wanted to learn um mojave so so you left parker for for a bit there yeah i went to school for a while um that's where i went out to yuma that's where i moved out to yuma with t's mom and then i came back this way I, uh, a couple of years later maybe like five years later or something like that that's a long time to leave the res a lot of things change in five years <laughs> yeah that was cool i like i like school um i recommend school it's pretty cool going to college going experiencing stuff like that it's i liked it there's a different lifestyle out there for for most of the res kids yeah definitely definitely because a lot a lot, lot of us think about a lot of us native kids think about is that's all there is is a town you know you don't get to go to the ocean or you don't get to go to disneyland or you don't get to go to the grand canyon you know things little things like that um that now i take i think i take it granted for i don't see uh, a couple of the native kids some of them they don't get that opportunity but <laughs> some of them do thanks to the programs that we got here and whatever and you try to jump on that but you know well we'll get into the programs a little bit later on in the show um so how did um how did you moving and you know getting away from the res how did that make you become who you are today um i guess just seeing the different um different side of of i mean it was was only yuma i mean i'm gonna say only but just staying away from people that you know you know you get away from the same old same old you think it you think it would have been worse if you never left and just stayed here uh probably yeah yeah um definitely i would have probably preferred i try to go to the army oh wow but <laughs> stuff happened that didn't happen um that's where i would try to go and the recruiter said you're not worthy so you got to handle some business before you can come this way 
man. By, that, by that time, I ended up having T. <laughs> <laughs> and so, T's, T's a good kid. Yeah. Great athlete. I know he's great at school. So that was a real good blessing. Blessing for you. Kept you out of trouble. Yeah, for sure. Um, what would um, what would you say? One of your biggest accomplishments or achievements are that you have obtained within our community. Um, I don't, I don't really know. No, I don't really see it. Like, I, I don't really see an accomplishment or nothing. I kind of just think like. Kids need an outlet, and how fun it is to travel. Yeah, we, us boys, that being the crew, the the boys, the birds, the bird singers that I grew up with, the, the bros. We had the opportunity to travel, and that was cool. We got to go to. This is where I started seeing Kuya, and I started seeing Kumiai. Um, just meeting different tribes. Meeting people, kids that are like, dang man, they're they're really about their tribe, man. Where were where are we at? You know what I mean? Like, damn. Exactly. Where the hell are we at, man? We're missing out. This looks fun. I mean, it was fun. <laughs> Go out there, you know, party. <laughs> we were a lot older though. We were like I said, we were twenty one or whatever. Yeah. But um <laughs> disclaimer, disclaimer. Man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but uh it it was fun, man. It was fun. Just jamming. Um, and I always like the, uh, <laughs> I always liked the competition because that would made it kind of like hype. I mean, okay, I'm, I don't want to really get into this, but sometimes being like, um, I don't want to say what, religious, spiritual, you know? Yeah. Um, just feeling that. So not the competition, but just being there. You're driving three, four hours, you're sitting on your ass, and you go to a comp- you go to a, a gathering, and you you don't just want to sit there again. I don't want to just sit there again. I just sat the whole time. I was in the car. Yeah. I'm trying to dance. Get or up, I'm, get I'm up, trying up. to stand. And I was always a dancer. You know what I mean? I was always, when I was a kid, like I said, I was wild. They had this thing called, um, I, back then it was like a break dance thing. So we were trying to do windmills and head spins yeah. and, and broncos and stuff like that, flares. So we were always trying to do those. We'd do it in the backyard. And then Cameron, Cameron Russell, he came by one time to the skate park and he just started breakdancing the old man. We were like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> so that was, that's what got us going. We were like, oh shit, do it again. So he's fucking breakdancing, doing an actual windmill, like catching his arm underneath and just kept going and he called it a coin drop. I was like, holy shit. So I come back. So uh, we were always breakdancing. So dancing was my thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Chaske always had his dances, so we were always dancing to competition, little break dancing there. That shit was fun. I don't know. They quit doing that. I don't know why. Players had some cool dances, um, but they quit doing the dancing, the, the, uh, the dances on the weekends altogether. Yeah. And that kept a lot of the kids 
out of trouble because they would do it till like midnight or something. It's always something to do. If I then. remember, yeah, it was always till midnight. We go home and then you crash out. Go mm-hmm. swimming. Go swimming in the morning. Ain't got no reason to be out and about after midnight. Yeah. Be tired as it is. But now yeah. nowadays, there ain't nothing to do. Kids, yeah. they got no motivation. There's no events going on for them. I mean, that that's where you come into play too, because I understand that you have an event going on tonight. Was would the the event tonight was that was that pre-planned or was it more like a spur of the moment kind of thing? I'm more of a I don't like to plan things because a plan never comes. The plan never works. Yep, exactly. So my thing is like, let me let me just throw it together. If people come, they'll come. You know. Um, if you build it. Oh, old man. Uh, someone said, um, just set it up. Like you scared. You're scared to. Um to get rejected or scared to not have nobody show up mm-hmm. but you have your kids yeah they're there they're there showing up that's all that matters and they're there your biggest support they're they're with you everywhere you go i see yeah. that a lot so that's the way i that's what i see that's what i think when i'm holding when i'm holding these gatherings or these these uh get togethers i think of like i want those kids to experience the traveling um sometimes if they don't have a ride then we'll probably try to take them jimmy may jimmy may's doing a big thing in trans and um transportation for the kids i can't do that man <laughs> and, uh, i'll go crazy i can handle kids for a little bit and after a while i'm just like oh my gosh what's going on <laughs> i think that's any any one of us yeah <laughs> but even even with the uh kids that are the junior high kids and the that I that I would travel with, those motherfuckers were fucking just as worse. <laughs> Hormones are going crazy at that age. You know, they, yeah. they, they want to take off. They want. You want? I would literally buy a suite. Well, we would we would all fundraise together. We Rich. would. I would make sure we had a suite. Mm-hmm. The doors were connected, and I can see all of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> there was this one spot in Phoenix. It was a nice spot, and we always got a good deal. We always stayed right at that spot. And mm-hmm. I always said, and then I was like, they're here for a tournament. I was like, I'd, I'd get mad at them. You guys are here for a tournament. You're not here to look cool, try to find a girl. Your girl's at home. Just go to bed at 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. That TV goes off at 10. The lights go off at 10. I expect you guys to be in bed. But there's always that. And there's, no, 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 they're cool. They know what's up because th- the thing is, you kind of weed out who's down to go and who's not through the fundraisers. Yeah. If you have the car washes, they work for that. They want, they work to play. Mm-hmm. And that's why I have most of my fundraisers is because, to me, this is my this is my theory or my my mindset is, I think they would want to work for their stuff. Oh yeah, most definitely. And I told T, you want to work for tournament you gotta put in the work yep um same with his friends and they'd all show up they all knew how much basketball meant to them i saw how much basketball meant to them because they were showing up they were asking me when we were going to fundraise i'm like damn i don't want to fundraise this weekend but you know (laughs) let's knock it out and spur the moment spur the moment it'd be i get a text thursday i'd call 
crib them, see if it was open Thursday after. Mm-hmm. And then we're having a car wash this Thursday, Saturday. Same with um, group, like singing um, practices. I text a week in advance. I check in usually a few days before. If they're down, then we'll run it. If not, then we'll have it ourselves. Um, so that's what I do with my, that's how I do my like organizing. It's spur of the moment. Spur of the moment, on the fly, because like you said, <clears throat> like, like I told you, plans never work out. Plans never work out. <laughs> yeah. That's a good thing, though, that you you um you don't limit it to just certain people either. You open it up to everybody, whether they're whether they're advanced with dancing and singing or whether they're newbies. You open it up to everybody, correct? Yeah, it's whoever wants to um come come and listen um. And it ain't even about. This is like these 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 events are grassroots, mm-hmm. so everything comes out of my pocket. Um, people ask, "Do you get money from the tribe or something to to host these things?" I'm like, "Bro, we do this. We do this ourselves, man." What's your? Uh, that was a question I was gonna ask later on, but what's your opinion on that? Do you? Do you think that, you know, for future events like this or future events that you hold, do you think you should ask the tribes for, you know, assistance? Well, or do you think you should keep it within, you know, the bird singers and the dancers to hold it themselves? Uh, I think it's to each their own. You know what I mean? If they, can, if they want to go that route and get sponsors or whatever, then go for it. At least they'll hold a badass... Big old, big event. Big yeah. uh, practice or a big event. Or if you're grassroots, then you'll figure out a way again, too. You yeah. know what I mean? And ask to me about, to me, I'm not, like I said, I'm not really against it. I'm not really, it's whatever. If you can, if you can have the practice, then run it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Let's get it. However it means you have to do it. So. Me personally, I like to do it on my own because when I do it on my own, you don't have to get approval from anyone. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wait for a you check or something. You don't have to wait for anyone, and no one lets you down. That's true. That's one thing. If you do it on your own, the only person that's going to let you down is yourself. Yep. So that's why I have. That's why I like to do it myself. And people are like, well, you could bring people in, la la la. But then again. Someone said, "Well, why, why, why don't they hold the practice?" Then you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's my that's my mindset on that. What um, what has been one probably one of your biggest struggles or challenges facing you know holding events or something within the community? Uh, location. That's a big one. Location is definitely a a must. Um, the stage is. I like it. I like how it's set up. It was just bigger. <laughs> we got mosquito season coming up too. I know. So with that, well, real quick, they we moving we're moving the practice over to the tin shed out of respect for the Chimawavi language. I didn't know. I personally didn't know that language Chimawavi language was today. Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah. 
So I thought, so I got a text yesterday. Um, I was like, oh, damn, my bad. You know what I mean? And I don't want to step on anybody's toes when it comes to language because they feel the same way I feel about it. Then I respect it. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to move it to the tin shed. Can you turn the lights on? Like, yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm going to make a post about it. And again, spun, I'm late. You know, I knew about it this morning, but I didn't even post it. I, went, <laughs> I fell back asleep. I knew about it last night, and then I fell back asleep. Um, well, for everybody listening, it's going to be moved to the tin shed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Until further notice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, something else pops up. Uh, what's, your, uh, what's, your, what's your view on not doing it at the village? Well, another, one, another one that I find challenging is finding time for the kids. Yes. The kids, I try to work around the kids. Mm-hmm. Pop Warner. Basketball. Basketball, baseball. I get it. You know what I mean? I'm for that. That's why I hold my, that's why I would hold my um, sessions on the weekend. Mm-hmm. So the kids are, if they're not traveling, they're not playing because there's no games on the weekend unless it's early in the morning. They're yeah. not playing at the evening. So I would have to, Hold it in the evening, and that's that's what uh I've come to think about. Like, dude, because my kids, I think of them like, damn, well, they can't make it right now. Mm-hmm. I'm missing my girls. Ain't gonna make practice tonight because they're gonna have bingo with the kids at the at the school, and they really want to go to bingo. Yeah, mine do too. I got my boy that has basketball tonight though. So I oh, <laughs> see that's <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying. It's like don't it was like. Damn if we do, damn if we don't. But yep. it's whatever. But it's all good. It's all a good thing though, because they're doing something productive. Um, whoever makes it makes it. I just think like I get kind of like doubting myself. Like, damn, I don't think no one's gonna show up. And then, well, someone said, just say start singing, and then the people will start rolling in. Yep. And then I just start jamming. As soon as as soon as my time hits, I just start singing, and then I won't stop until. I see, so I feel like, you know, everybody else, people that show up, showed up. Um, Then I would start my my practice. But I like to get the uh, leaders to come on down and teach. Larry and Mike, I had them come down. Who's coming down tonight, Larry? Larry. Yeah, bro, Larry's coming down. I got a hold of him last week. Said he'll make it today. Said he was uh, busy all week weekend so hey we can have it tuesday tuesday worked for him tuesday worked for me because i don't have to coach tonight <laughs> i do <laughs> and then one and then wednesday wednesday was the high school basketball game mm-hmm. so we ain't gonna get a lot of kids if we do it tomorrow mm-hmm. i coach tomorrow so you know what See, I mean? everybody's doing something everybody's doing something so i understand that um so tuesday tuesday kind of fell right into the spot but down the road, I want to kind of have it um, whenever, if I can, like spontaneous, whenever. Now it's whenever. So is this going to be like a like a teaching teaching kind of event? Um, yeah. Kind of get the etiquette of how you're supposed to throw. Um, how to the etiquette. Um. Uh, the meanings why we go back and forth and why we get up, why we sing. And I, I think um, 
I, I remember Mike Morales saying one time that, you know, people don't know the back and forth anymore because of microphones. Because uh-huh. we use microphones now, especially yeah. at events. But I remember him saying that his people don't remember because they just stand around the mic and they don't dance back and forth anymore. So that's yeah. something that you're trying to teach the kids again. Yeah. I was, when I used to live out in Yuma, there was a guy by the name. His name was Lyman. Still sings. He's a roadrunner, roadrunner clan. But, um, he told me, I was at a funeral with him one time, and he goes, uh, we sway back and forth because it keeps us cool when we're sweating. And I was like, dang, I never thought of that. Sway back and forth because it keeps us awake. Like, dang, I never thought of that. Holy smokes. You know? Yeah. Like, my parents didn't tell me this. My dad didn't tell me that. I told me that. I always thought of that. Just drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> I drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> Actually, I got a double espresso. <laughs> yeah, I see that. It's almost gone. <laughs> it's good, man. Uh, what has been your biggest motivation when it comes to your to your job? You're a firefighter, correct? Yeah. Is that volunteer or full time? Full time. What's full- your What's your motivation for that? Like, what got you What got you into becoming a firefighter? Chief. Chief is the one that got me into firefighting. She. I went to the interview in board shorts and sandals. <laughs> Your ribbon shorts? And <laughs> my ribbon shorts. <laughs> and I was completely, she's, the reason why they liked me is because I was 100% honest. Um, I told um, them, I told um, them, told them my history and shit, and they understood and told them where I'm at right now, my life, and she hired me on. And I was green. I didn't have nothing, no certs or nothing. All I had was uh, enthusiasm. So I was like, hey, just and I can hand I can handle the heat, you know. I can work outside all day. I worked at the cotton gin for a while. I worked um, demo, demo construction out in Yuma in the summertime. So I understand. I could handle the heat pretty good. I was a tribal monitor for here. I was always out in the desert in the summertime. Um, and I told her I can handle. I can work. You know, and I don't have any physical capability. Uh, Setbacks. Setbacks, yeah. Uh, you got, I'm a mule. Uh, I used to do plumbing. And he, he called me a gopher. Just throw, throw me everywhere. You know, make <laughs> yeah. me do this. So um, that's what I told him. I was like, I'm like a gopher. Just throw me wherever you want. Um, one thing that I wasn't prepared for working there is seeing your people hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, seeing your people leave. People that you grew up with, people that watched you grow up, watching them leave. That was kind of, that was kind of weird. That's still kind of weird. Small community and everybody knows everybody. Um, and that's what Chief said. You know, when you work here, you're going to see a lot of, a lot of the sad times, I guess. So, and that was true. That hurt pretty bad. Like, and that, that's what everybody knows you for, though. For 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 being there for the families too. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> that's one part of the the bird scene that I kind of I don't see a lot is people that are learning or not going to the funerals. Um. Maybe families don't get along with each other or whatnot, or 
but um that's what i that's one thing i don't see that i want that what i would like to see is sometimes kaiser is the only one there you know and sam's hurt right now so recovering re recovering so can't yeah. wait till he gets back we all wish him a fast recovery we can't wait till he gets back <laughs> yeah man i remember the old days singing the same song three times yeah <laughs> just wanted to make sure we were singing it right yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um um that my dad my dad was the one that kind of really pushed me in with the uh funerals kind of like hardwired it into my head you know what i mean mm -hmm. and then so i think like going to the gatherings is different space going to the for us it's social yeah for other tribes it's, it's like really creation songs like real creation songs you got to respect that and when you when you're dancing i think when you're i feel when you're dancing you gotta you gotta feel that song you know what i mean like mm -hmm. Just the same way as if you were at a club or something. Same way as if you're, you know, you're just in the moment and it's just spontaneous and everybody's getting down, everybody's having a good time. You know, that's the way I feel like. Dang, this is a good space, a good place of energy. If your knees ain't hurting the next day, <laughs> you didn't dance hard. Enough. If your butt's not sore, you didn't get low enough. <laughs> oh man, that's why I don't dance. Stop. <laughs> Bird. See him at the club though. Yeah. Two stepping. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> uh, I do miss dancing. I, it's been a long time since I actually danced at a gathering. But I don't think my knees can hold me up anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hold you up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got you. Hold me tight. <laughs> Scoot over. No. Making me dizzy. <laughs> Making me dizzy. But uh, uh, back to the 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 gathering this this, this week tomorrow today. Um, yeah, spontaneous grassroots. I like to do it myself because I like to run it the way I want to run it. And you're your own boss. I'm, I'm my own person. Same with the um, same with uh, fundraising. I like to do it myself not ask for the tribe sometimes if it, the timeline is too close i'll ask for the tribes i've only done that maybe twice since i've been coaching those were the native all native tournaments those are some pretty cool tournaments but most of the time it's fundraising how do you um how do you balance work life and personal life especially with all the volunteering you do I like to stay busy, man. If I don't, if I'm not involved, I have, when I was a kid, I got diagnosed with ADHD. I know some of you kids, some of you parents already kind of know what that is. They put me on Ritalin and that wow. felt like some tweaker shit. You know what I mean? Like I was kind of like, like a zombie. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Ritalin fucks you up. I hear that a lot. Yeah. And I was on that shit. And it kind of like, I felt the, different character come out mm -hmm. but then but they say it helps you <laughs> i think it gets you tweaked out 
It makes you focus. I'm not going to lie. It makes you, because ADHD, you know, have a hard time focusing. Yeah. Like, I can sit into a, a chair and, like, when the, like, for example, I'm still like this. Like, when they have meetings and it's, like, a three-hour long, I have to sit up. I have to stand up. Mm-hmm. And one of uh, my instructors for the EMT, he goes, firefighters, we have a lot of disorders. <laughs> and mine is, his was ADHD. I have to walk around. I understand if you have to walk around in the background. Mm-hmm. I understand if you can't sit down. Same with people with like sciatica or back pain. You know, they can't, it hurts them to sit down. So they have to. So me, I'll stand. I'll stand in the background. I don't know if you see me a lot. I'm always fucking eating. <laughs> but I, I'm like, I'm like in my own little head. Vina goes, God, sit down. <laughs> Oh, it could be this too. It could be the coffee. Could be. Yeah, but I haven't. Uh, uh, I don't even know. Well, I forgot where I was at. See, my ADHD yeah. kicked in. <laughs> Can't focus on one thing. How many uh, How many shots you got in there? Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I actually had a co- a cup of coffee before I had this one. So yeah, I had four. <laughs> right on. Where do you see um where do you see our tribe in five years? <sighs> Jeez. I don't know, man. I see our tribe. I see them opening up to more language. <laughs> I'm seeing that now. I think a lot of people are complaining about it. Navajo, Hopi, Chimuevis, they're all kinda of complaining. Where the hell is this? Um building for us yeah you know what i mean cultural building yeah kochan has a nice their their building is the og is their old fort hospital yeah and fort mojave has got a badass let's not even talk about fort mojave they're 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 on another playing field they're pretty yeah they got they're popping over there but here i don't know um hopefully Hopefully they, I was just talking to someone yesterday about back in the day, they used to fund sports, mm-hmm. like teams and fund uh, trips and camps and stuff. I'm sure SDP does that, but, you know, we need to get, I'm see, I'm looking at it now from being older. I'm looking at it like we need to start our kids young basketball they need to be like travel teams like as first and second graders because if you don't do that they're gonna look sloppy yep. junior high and, and well it goes down to coaching too mm-hmm. you gotta have a good coach gotta have a good coach me like i said i'm fairly new at coaching but i like i said i learned i learned basketball through tournament style playing with in, in tournaments mm-hmm. never played in high school but i got good enough to where i was got i got asked to play with people and that's how i learned how to play basketball um, actually aaron fisher taught me basketball too uh mox big mama mm-hmm. she would go to the gym and mark Jimenez, shout out <laughs> and uh she, she would be at the gym at lunchtime mm-hmm. and it just so happened i would 
come in. We all, me and the boys, Malazo and all them, yeah. would all come in to play basketball. But I couldn't even make freaking free throw. <laughs> I'm dead serious. And she would Teach, show you how to form shoot. Yeah, form shooting. So she's the one that taught me how to form shoot. Mark and um, Mark and Bobby, Bobby Robledo, they're the ones that always fucking yelled at me. Fucking pass it, fucking bog. <laughs> Yeah, so that's how I learned how to pass. <laughs> oh, wow. Layups. Layups were like, dude. <laughs> you don't know how to do layup? <laughs> I had, yeah. So I learned how to do layups through that way. Mm-hmm. Then I got really good because I could do it both left and right. Amidextrous? Yeah. Yeah. That kind of was like the skateboarding mindset, too, because it was just boom, boom, boom. Still blocking. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I remember one time. Never mind. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, remember, I remember one time I crossed uh, Openshaw. Uh huh. He fucking fell on the floor, and the ammo had to come and get back <laughs> That's messed up. I know. I'm putting that out there. Yeah. But he remembers. Yeah. He's gonna say it never happened. I know you're a fucking liar. Yeah. <laughs> when he sees me. <laughs> but um, where were we at? Um, where do you see the tribe in five years? I see you on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see you on it. I don't think I'm, I can't do council. I, I don't think I could, bro. I tell, I take a, I make a joke like, bro, I'll, I'll be on council. Give me my hundred thousand dollar fishing boat. <laughs> and you guys can recall me. I don't even care. God. I'll be gone, dude. People are like, God, you're serious? I'm like, oh, I'm not dumb. Sounds good, though. Yeah, yeah, sounds real good. Why are we sponsoring all his <laughs> bass tournaments? <laughs> He's not even placing. <laughs> God, dude. Uh, the water. I think, I think, um, very touchy subject there with the water. Ah, uh, man. I don't know, man. What do you do, though? Like, do you sell it? Do you lease it? What's your opinion on that? Honestly, I don't think they should have did the whole, whole deal. You know, this is just my personal opinion. They should have never did anything with the water. As in leasing it or selling it? Okay. Both. Both. Okay. That, that was our water. You know, the the original founding members, they fought for that. Yeah. Over 700 and something acre feet. So, what do you think? 700,000 700, acre feet. I think that's, that's what it was. Shitload. Yeah, it's a lot of water. And um, then, they, then they go and start leasing it and selling it. I mean, that's... If it's going to waste, mm-hmm. like if it's not, if our infrastructure... I don't, I, I don't even know that much about water to begin with, but uh, the infrastructure's fucked up. Why not make a buck you know mm-hmm. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into a little touchiness a little bit it's gonna get a little I mean, you probably right know more, you probably know more of the situation than i do because i like i said i don't i moved away came back yeah. i really don't know what was going on um well i wasn't here for about five years but when i came back you know yeah they're still fighting over the same stuff i think it's gonna fight they're gonna fight for that shit forever mm-hmm. well here, here was the thing as long that, as there's water they're still gonna they're gonna fight Oh yeah, that's, that's gonna be ongoing no matter what. Here was the thing when they um, leased some of the water to Met, and they were sending it to somewhere else. I remember talking to 
I'm not going to say names. I remember talking to somebody about it. Uh-huh. And when you send water to where there's a place of life, you can never get that water back. So when they sent that water to that place where there's life, that's water we're never going to get back. Yeah. That, that, that was a problem I think that they should have really looked into, but I think they now just... Now they're going to be wanting that water. Yeah. I just think they've seen a quick buck and took it, not knowing the repercussions and consequences of said yeah. deal. Yeah. Like, uh, what is it? Apache Land did their 100-year lease for a couple million. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro, they, they fucked up. Yep. I mean, uh, I don't even want to say that out loud, but they fucked up. They did. And... I think the three-year deal, the five-year deal, I can see that because it, we ain't getting the infrastructure fixed in five years. We ain't getting it done in three years. You know, mm-hmm. if you, my opinion, if you can make that little bit of cash, well, because it's, it's just going to go down river. Blight's going to fucking take it. Mm-hmm. Sabola's going to take it. Yuma's going to take it. Yep. Yeah. Why not say fuck it? We'll use it, you know. Mm-hmm. My opinion, we'll fucking do what you know what we can, you know. Look, you're fucking, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Yep. Somebody's gonna be happy. Somebody's not gonna be happy. But what do you do with that money once you get it? <sighs> you give it back to your people. Is that what they did with it? I don't know. I don't know either. So maybe somebody knows. But what new buildings do you see besides a uh, human being? <laughs> <laughs> That's not even done yet. I'm still at Jumpstarter support. Yep. There you go. <laughs> um, I I feel like I feel like with that kind of cash, you want to give your employee razors, man. I mean, yeah, you could, but how many raises has I've haven't. There, there's there's employees down there at that tribal office there, that, have oh, gotten, yeah. that have gotten raises yeah. over the years. That nobody wants to talk about. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't want to say it's true because I don't know, but I understand what you're coming. Mm-hmm. I understand oh, what yeah. you're getting at. Um, oh, have I don't know. Have have we gone per cap with that money or? You know, I I sat with somebody else and talked about this subject as well, but I don't know if you remember when COVID hit. Uh-huh. Uh, Nav- Navajo Nation was getting federal government money. Yeah, fat stacks. Our tribe did the same thing. Now, if you read that paper when you were signing for your money, it was money given from the tribe. Uh, money given from the federal government. The relief fund money. That never came out of the tribal government funding. So what do they do with all that money? <sighs> I don't know. Because that was money that was given from the federal government to the tribes to give to us. So if that's money from the federal government, where did our per cap money go that was, you know, being funded that entire time? Millions upon millions. <laughs> Buy me a bass boat. Right? That's what I'm saying. Sponsor my bass boat. <laughs> Sponsor me. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I don't know, man. It may be, it'd be cool to get a council member on here, huh? And be brutally honest. I've, I've been asking. That'd be rough. I've been oh, asking, but I think they you, have that. You've been stepping in council or no? Nah? Like the, ca- the meetings? No, I haven't had no chance. I want to. I want to. <sighs> I, I, I know they're going to hear me now, and they're going to be like, once he comes in, he's going to start talking on his podcast. <laughs> 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 but I have asked a, 
couple council members and I haven't got no no type of response. But I think they do have a thing where they can't talk on media uh-huh. if they're uh-huh. tribal employees. I think another thing, back to your question a while back, I'm going to jump back, was one of your, uh, what are your challenges? One thing would be alcohol for the kids. And, do we, do and make it a dry res? And, and drugs, nah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and drugs. Fentanyl, man, that's rough, dude. Fentanyl is the number one killer now. It ain't no joke. And for a while there, I was running, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this, but we were every other call. Fentanyl. That's crazy. And it's a bad drug. I don't know. Wouldn't know. I mean, I mean, look what it's doing to the people that do take it. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah, alcohol alcohol's another one at a young age. Yeah. At a young age, I mean. You know, we're taught this when we're growing up, what it does to, you know, your, your learning disabilities when you drink too much, how it deteriorates your body. Yeah. You, you don't, don't think about that when you're a kid. You're just like, oh, it makes me feel good, and I look cool doing it. And when you're, when you're our age, you're really... Dang, he went hard when he was young. Mm-hmm. She went hard when she was young. Like, yeah, that's probably one of the main challenges. That's just from somebody that you know drank at a young age. Yep. So, I'm not gonna say I'm the perfect person because yeah, everybody out there knows sure. about me too. For sure. <laughs> We've all. What, what was that? And there's a saying or something like that. You gotta experience it to to know what you're. They're coming to know where they're coming from. Yep. I think a lot of us experienced the negative side of the res. And, and so we can understand where a lot of these kids are at. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, I'm sure other reses have the same problem. For but just, sure. Just not as much as we do. Only because there's, they're, we're not progressing like the other reservations are. Like, look at Fort Mojave. We're, now we're going to jump into them. Look at their community center they have look at their you know their yeah, rec center they got it set up look at the amount of housing they're building what are we doing oh man there's I mean, there's so much land for potential that I, I feel like i don't know enough to like i don't see i don't I'm not i'm not I'm, i don't know enough to <laughs> say like why aren't we making this kind of cash you know what i mean why why are we not doing this and that? I don't have enough information to say my what what I think. I just know that we are slacking. Mm-hmm. Where why are we slacking? I don't know. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Um I mean, you can make guesses cuz I mean, look, we got a casino. Other yeah. tribes have casinos and they're prospering. We got agriculture. We should be prospering from that as well. Are we? We should be. Hope so. Who knows? You know what they're going to say? Well, maybe you need to go down to council. Yeah, maybe you need to go get the information before you throw us out in your podcast like that. <laughs> right? Or they don't know what the hell they're doing. Well, exactly, because, you know, in my opinion, I don't it, care. It, it, it's because they're not transparent enough to yeah. give out that type of information. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And probably, I don't know, man. Council sounds pretty busy, though. I want to travel. Hey, that was one of my big points, too. I want to travel. I want to get on council just to go somewhere where I don't belong. Don't you know I'm on council? (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, because how many times have you seen in the past tribal members or tribal council members go to events where they got no business being and then don't even come back with any information? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or like one thing I went, I remember, I remember one time I went for a conference um, for a hemp, mm -hmm. for a hemp thing. It was a hemp farm. This was when like hemp was barely popping like 10 yeah. years ago or something like that i went to a conference in san diego and um i was asked to uh report back what do i thought about the hemp i never went back i went for the trip <laughs> you know what i mean yeah well i did hit the conference i got the lawyers numbers and everything because we're trying to they're trying to um the tribes back the tribes had a lawyer different tribes it was lawyers. They're the ones writing the law for it, for their tribal, for their tribal shit. Because mm -hmm. I, I made a big deal about it in council one time. I was like, why cotton? Why not hemp? Something of the fact, something in the line of we don't have the factory for it or something. Yeah. A week later, I got drug tested. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the, went... like, what the fuck, man? Because you went to that event. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. And like, who the fuck knows about this shit? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I never went back. Never went. I dropped that. Is that? You know what I mean? We were doing cotton. Um, well, you know, they did have that hemp farm in um, Hidden Valley, on the California side. Uh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, that's why I had. They had those big old lights over there in the middle of the night. You know, you'd see big old spotlights. On who the, the hell's side. gonna smoke hemp though? You know, what in the world are you gonna do with hemp? Who knows? I mean, it was it was supposed to be for biodiesel, you know. Yeah. A way of. That's smart. Mm -hmm. But what what obviously it didn't pop off. Nope. I know. Well, what I know is that the truckers don't like the biodiesel because it <laughs> makes their engine sticky. So I'm assuming that's why they quit the biodiesel shit. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. Who the hell is gonna steal hemp? No one wants to steal hemp. Can't, be, sm can't smoke it. I'd be worried more worried about stealing cotton. <laughs> That's a lot of money. I I don't know. I I don't know enough to. I guess I used to work in cotton gin, so I I see how much cotton they go through. Mm -hmm. That was a lot. But what about ten years? Ten years. Whew. By I mean, that by that time, my kids will be. Let's see. They'll be eighteen. My youngest will be in high school. Out of high school. Um, do you think we'll be facing the same problems we are now in 10 years? Oh, man, I don't know. What kind of drugs come out then, you know? Yeah. What do they do with the 10 years from now? What kind of drugs do they pull out now? Everything's getting stronger. Everything's Fuck. getting stronger and worse. Yeah. What new diseases come out? In ten years, God, you only you can only catch it once. That's <laughs> the man. They make a shot for it. <laughs> now they do. Huh? <laughs> yeah, damn. Um, language. Where do we see language in ten years? Man, Does I it, see us prospering. Does it prosper in ten years? Or? I think so. One, I heard, I heard a, a Mojave man a while back say, well, "Language is dying." And then I look at one of the elders and I go. Dying to who? And she's like, she's a older than this gentleman. 
And she goes, right? It ain't dying if we're still speaking it. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of a whisper to each other because he was doing his presentation. Language is not dying. Like that um, instructor that we went to, that language learner that we went. Yeah, she was good Yo, too. she was dope. <clears throat> language doesn't die. It just stays in your area until you're ready to learn it. It's dormant until you're ready. Until you're ready to speak it. Mm-hmm. What'd she say? Yeah, your speakers die, but the language doesn't. Mm-hmm. So if you can still do that, then you're still bringing out the tribe. Which was I was like, damn, bombshell, boom! Mm-hmm. Like, holy shit, I like this. I'm, I'm for that. And then I remember looking at a Lois across the way, and she was kind of like for it. Like, dude, that's dope. I always thought like, yeah, and I always thought like that too, though. Yeah, the language is dying. Language, you know, all our speakers are going. Well, I mean, man, that is sad. If you look at it that way, yeah. But if you look at it the other way, it's like. It ain't dying. Cause my kids will be speaking it when I'm fucking dead. Yep. You know what I mean? I try to push them as far as with the language. Cause when I'm when I'm dead and gone, they'll be like, "Well, my dad took us to the language. Mm-hmm. My dad was. We didn't want to go, but we had to go." Mm-hmm. Um. And I always try to make language the priority for my week. I don't even go to my son's varsity games. I'll go to language. I won't coach. I'll go to language. That's how much I care about it. Yeah. And my own thing is I didn't go to, um, I didn't learn when I was younger, when I was started singing bird. I wish I would have. Me too. I mean, I, I learned from, I did have a language class with Larry Gates, Sheldon Swick, um, Viola Stone, oh. when I was a little kid. Um, I did have language with them. Ah. <sighs> My uh, chief chief saw uh, a login of when I was when Larry Gates used to do language. I guess I was on there. You were there. I was like, damn, was I? <laughs> How long ago was that? <laughs> yeah, that was a while ago. Uh, but um, language to me, yeah, I don't know. I like that. I like the. I remember one time, I was at a. <laughs> we were at a session, we were at a gathering, and then uh, I took off to go beam. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the late Tyler Swanya, my little cousin, she's like, Yeah, your grandma Priscilla, she said she saw you leaving. And then I go, What'd she say? <laughs> right away. All, <laughs> all nasty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, for real? And he said it exactly like her, too, bro. It was cool. And ever since that, I always say that right away. Yeah, all the time. Oh, nasty. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I like the way it sounds. Language. Navajo is hard. I see you're in the Navajo class a lot. I can, I have my, um, I can, because I grew up mm-hmm. around it. So I can I get the the glottals and stuff and all this stuff. It's just hard trying to remember it because it's so long. Mojave's hard too though. It's a little I, bit easier. The words are a little bit easier. A lot shorter. I, the words are easier, but the phrases are hard. Yes. Yeah. 
it's the phrase the words yeah it's easy to remember but it's the phrases that throw me off it's like each action has its own word like each action has the own word the own phrase each action yeah each action has its own phrase and i'm like wow that's crazy kind of threw me off so i was like damn i want to relearn this shit and then the masculinity and the the feminine ways of saying different words too now that's that that's a big one yeah um, and then and then older and younger so mm-hmm. like an like an older brother would say you know this and to his younger sister and the younger sister would say this to her older brother yeah but if she has a younger brother she says it a different way it's weird that's interesting mm-hmm. and i i think our kid our youth needs to learn that and that's mm-hmm. cool that you're doing that and head start needs to get involved oh we need to get a hold of of head start of head start mm-hmm. you know we need to start pushing that because what was it? What was it? Who's gonna who's gonna carry us when we're gone? You yep. know, when it's our time to go. And I'm sure the elders were saying the same thing at our age. You know, who's gonna carry it on for us? Yeah, for sure. And there was that big old gap of where nobody was speaking. The language wasn't dying; it was just dormant. Yeah, that was very. That was happening a lot. Mm-hmm. To me, it felt like there was. Um, I didn't get to grow up with both my grandpas passed when I was young, so I didn't get to grow up. My my dad, my grandpa was full blood Mojave. I didn't get to grow up on that side. I, just the way my dad taught me, you know. But my dad, my grandpa, uh, he had passed when I was young, so that traditional side I didn't get really get to. Uh, experience yeah um and i was like dude i want to i want to i want to know about that you know that sounds good <laughs> my bad too yeah. much too much coffee right <laughs> and you're still you're still oh you finished it. i do i it's a double <laughs> shot too that's it i when i go there i get a um iced white chocolate mocha with three extra shots damn mm-hmm. it's like a 20 dollars <laughs> like a 12 dollar drink it still does nothing fucking good though right i, I prefer jump starter over starbucks oh yeah most definitely especially the new one fire i don't know about those prices I, i've only gone there at work rich half off government card <laughs> on the tribe so um <laughs> Uh, what what are some other future events that you're involved with and are currently working on? So right now I have I'm, I'm getting a third and fourth grade basketball team out in um, Needles. I'm mm-hmm. trying to get them on that tournament in the first week of March. And what I did was the teams that we've been playing against down here at the league. You kind of notice who plays basketball and who doesn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? You kind of like very who's who can dribble, mm-hmm. whose IQ is, basketball IQ is better. So I kind of like, my idea was get the best two players from each team. Yeah. It's only an eight-team roster, eight-man roster. Um, So I'm just doing that. And you could tell, just tell. And I've got advice from the coaches. Uh, hey, I know that your boys 
got a good basketball IQ. Can I can I steal them? Can I use them for the tournament? And they'll <laughs> say, yeah. Or who do you recommend? And they'll recommend me, and I'll get a hold of their parents, like I did yesterday, mm-hmm. and I'll run that. So I'm hoping because my boy is third grader. Usually I do junior high summer basketball, but uh, one of my bros, Harper's name's Harper, Car- uh, Gabe. Um, his boy's the eighth grader, so he's gonna be taking over the junior high scene, wow. and that's gonna give me a chance to um, work with the little kids for the summer. That'll be good. Yeah, get them ready. Third, fourth graders though, so he's a third grader, so I'm gonna be coaching him. And I don't have favorites. Like my son was the seventh grade. I didn't start him. He needed to learn more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm very hard on my son. Isn't any parent? When yeah. They're, when they're their coach? I, a lot of. And to the point to where like, I don't. It's no favoritisms, you know. Mm-hmm. And I hope he understands that when he gets older. He's gonna experience it eventually, but. I tapped him out at the mega throw, and I got shit from it from everybody, dude. <laughs> I think I remember that. Damn, you tap your own son out? That. Like, damn, it's fucked up. And I'm like, bro, I'm just being honest, mm-hmm. though. You know, he, he fucked up. He, he messed missed, up. He missed the step. He missed hey. the step. And it's a, well, he, he got it at home. He gets it at home, but he don't get it, you know, when the lights are on. Yep. And, well, you're just joking with him. So, I, well, you know, you messed up. Mm-hmm. Be honest. Yeah, I messed up. Well, I had to get you out. Yep. Same with basketball, son. Your IQ needs to be a little sh- you need to be a little faster. You need to be a little stronger. You're not going to start. You know, and I was, mm-hmm. I'm honest. Um, that was like me with my son. When we had our first practice, I I got on him a little bit because he was playing around. And I said, you know what? You want a horse around? You can run a run the lap. Go down the baseline, come back. And then the other boys looked at me. They're like, and I'm like, he's my son. Yeah. I'm going to be hard on him. If I'm hard on him. You guys mess around, it ain't, it's going to yeah. be the same way. That's how I was with the first and second grade girls. Their attention span, I get it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I I got little girls. But there's points where they're like, they they try to push buttons. Yeah, they, they test you. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, no one wants to listen. Mm-hmm. Where are we going? Half court and back. Mm-hmm. Start running. Like, oh, are we ready to listen? Yeah. Like, all right. They're all tired. Yeah. <laughs> I want some water. Uh-huh. Why are you crying for, man? <laughs> yeah, no crying in basketball. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, this summer, I'll be trying to coach the third and fourth grader travel team. That's just hearsay. We'll see. And then a lot of, um, I want to hit the birds, the bird trail a lot this summer. I, I wish the tribes had a van or a bus. I always be, ask. That'd be fucking nice, dude. Can always ask. A V6 instead of, or a V8. Mm-hmm. What was it? A van had like a V12. God dang. No, no uh, diesel. What do you need that for? <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking know. But I want to like, I don't have a problem going to like, you know, San Diego to a bird sesh and then driving back. I can, I would go to a bird sesh and drive back midnight, get home. Some some parents wouldn't wouldn't like that, and I understand that because mm-hmm. of the animals and the crazy. Yep. But the roads are a lot quieter. They are. They are. 
the kids are a lot quieter too. And what I'm seeing is what I <laughs> when I've been working with firefighting and working a lot is a lot of the accidents are in the morning time. Yep, early morning. Yeah, so if I'm if I get off the road by the early morning, I think my odds are all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> they go up just a little. They go up just a little bit after probably like four. Yep. Stupid deer want to come out now. <laughs> didn't see them all season I will long. fucking I told uh, Vina I was like and this is a tip for whoever if a coyote or an animal or a dog comes into you jumps in front of your path or a cat in a car you run that motherfucker over yep. if you swerve you're doing more damage to yourself and probably your kids or whatever if an animal comes in front of you you take that motherfucker out I'm sorry what you they... your family or the dog yep. you know what I mean what do they say when you see a deer in the road speed up God, really? <laughs> yeah. When it goes a, over? Yep. Got a better chance of hitting it over. Shoot. Because if you slow down, you're just going to ride into it. I've seen one where uh, I ran on a call where a guy hit a, a deer. Felt bad. Cause, uh, I mean, he was all, the deer was all fucked up. The cop goes, what do you want us to do with it? I go drag him off the road. <laughs> blocking the lane. You know, and the cop goes, "Oh, how do you do that?" I fucking literally just grabbed him by the fucking legs and just dragged him <laughs> off the road. Sometimes they're sometimes they're little girls, you know. And then I just turned around and left. You know what I mean? I was like, <laughs> my scene was clear. And I just drove off. This was a long time ago. It wasn't a crit cop. It was a uh, sheriff. Gotta make it worse. Making huh? going towards Ehrenberg or somewhere. <laughs> do we know this cop? <laughs> no, I didn't know him. I didn't know who he was. Um, when is your thing gonna start? We're looking at February twenty fourth. So okay. next 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 Saturday, I believe, right? Yeah. I think so. Next Saturday. Cool. Can't um, wait. I think we're looking at probably the preserve. We got a okay. We got some stuff coming in that's gonna be real fun. We're gonna start small, nothing too big. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And if you have donations, we are accepting donations. Like cool. you, we're trying to fund everything ourselves. Yeah. Not trying to ask for any help. Not trying to be part of any grant program or anything like that. Yeah. I See, and that thing is I don't understand any of that shit. You know what I mean? That's why I don't ask people because I don't understand it. There's things out there. There's funding out there for that shit. Like, I didn't know, you know? There's funding out there for podcasts, too. I didn't even see it. That's how, like, I don't do it yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. At least, at least then you can say it's yours. Yeah. I built this from the ground up. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. That's right. Yeah, February twenty fourth though. Next yeah, Saturday. My kids will be there. I still haven't got a paper yet, but my kids will be there. They're automatically on. Oh, hey, hey yeah, I got them inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think we still have like four spots open. I think. Oh yeah, throw mine in there. Mm-hmm. They then should, then we'll be full. Cool. That's cool. Um, have you gone fishing yet? Not yet. No. Starting. I'm ready to dust. Up. Ready to dust off the boat. Get the fucking plug out. It's still full of water from the rain. I. You know what? I didn't even go last season at all, and I bought a bunch of gear. Damn. A lot of gear I didn't get to use. You know what? That'd be dope. We had we the. I don't know. Are you part of the best uh, Parker back backwaters on Facebook? I'm too good for them. It's like a bunch of like John Boat guys, mm-hmm. people that all have, they don't have the fucking fiberglass 
nitros and shit. It's just, just people with John boats, <laughs> boats that I have, boats, kind of boats that you've seen me on Snap, you know, those, those kind of. So a bunch of us have like, we're in a group, we're in a group chat, which is Joey Aspa, Garrick Lowry. Um, all, all the all the tall tales guys. <laughs> Caught one that was this big, uh, right? <laughs> I beat all of them, man. Yeah. Uh, Bobby, Bobby's on there. Um, what's that guy? Open shot. Uh, open shot. Yeah, I think he's on there. Joey Pena. Yeah, with John Boat, Steve Eddy. We had, we had talked. We had a tournament a couple years back. We haven't had one for a while. But we kind of, kind of went stale or whatever, but. We were talking about like getting a group of kids out into the backwaters mm-hmm. because the best experience I've ever had here on Crit is the damn backwaters, dude. Mm-hmm. On a boat where people on the can't boat get. Where no one can see you. It's quiet. Mm-hmm. The backwaters is it, man. And I'm like, dude, this shit I can do all day. And I did. Fucking 120 outside at 8 o'clock p.m. And I'm still trying to fish. There's like, a there's a nice little spot in Deer Lake where I know where it's at. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm sure everybody I'm does. But it's a nice little pocket. Lunkers, hogs, sinkos. <laughs> oh my gosh, hogs! Quit the sinkos already. <laughs> <laughs> Bubble gum. If you're wearing sinko, you use sinkos. You're cheating. It's Shay. not. It's not cheating if you're catching. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. But um, yeah. I think we wanted to do something like that. And I was like, dude, that'd be dope if we did that shit again. Took a group of kids. Cause some of these kids never went fishing mm-hmm. for bass. I always went fishing as a kid for catfish. I take mine for bluegill. Oh, that's that's they, a, they love it, especially when they're spawning. Mm-hmm. You can just slam. And then I keep and they're them. Con- and they're considered evasive. Yeah. So it's good to clean it out every once in a while for the bass. I keep them in a catfish afterwards. Yeah, freeze them. Right away, right away. Actually, I had a dream like two nights ago that I was fishing for a bluegill, and I caught a shitload of them. And we were, we, we used it to go capping. That's crazy. You used a net, huh? No. Yeah. No, it's one of those, you know, they're spawning. You just, yeah. You, just get, you pull up on the honey hole, and that's, man, you're just slaying yeah. left and right, left and right. You probably go right to the beds, too, huh? I throw that worm straight into the freaking, <laughs> yeah, I'm just pulling them out. I have probably like, any bluegill in my freezer just waiting for me to use i or, like them fresh i don't or, or i don't fr- freeze them yeah that's how hoser is too hoser's like what the fuck are you freezing them for they catfish like them better live i'm mm-hmm. like <sighs> something a lot of people it's, don't know it's tiring though fishing all day for bluegill that's why you go early in the morning or right before and then going catfishing right after mm-hmm. that's that's pretty dope I like catfishing too, especially when you catch a good size one. Mm-hmm. Do you canal fish or do you river fish? I do river. River. Mm-hmm. Lower. I fished up, up, down, caught some good size, both sides. Um, I actually had one break my pole one time. Damn. By the bus. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's a hidden. How is that little, what is it? Is it the, is it the current right there? That they all, you know, like on the water's low, water's low, and they all come up, and it's like, what is it, the current that they yeah. want? Mm-hmm. Kind of like the striper? Yep. That's what I'm like, damn, they, people would be hitting big right there. And then um, 
I like to canal, uh, canal fish. I don't really like doing that anymore because of the turtles. If you're not catching a turtle on the canal, you're not. Yeah, I hear you though. <laughs> like, damn, this feels like a fucking monster. It's a fucking turtle belly yep. up. Big old turtle too. Fucking bitch! God damn it! <laughs> they snap at you too. Yeah. I, I cut the line usually. I'm like, nope, I ain't dealing with this. They really just throw it back. Mm-hmm. I have those big old fucking um, I don't know if you use those big old six aught, eight aught, uh, live bait hooks. They always they have a bass tackle. No, I just use um regular regular hooks and then like a for the bluegill. Oh, for a bluegill? No, when you're going for like, if you're, how do you rig up? Are you how do you rig up a bluegill for a catfish? Oh, I use a regular like three aught, and then I put it through the fin. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Through the tail fin. We use uh, this hoser put me onto this. We use a big old seven aught. We buy it. I'm on like we buy them online, or we go to Havasu and buy those big old seven aught fucking. Uh huh. That's too much, man. That's a fucking monster. <laughs> and we'll buy like the eighty pound braid and shit. Oh yeah, you gotta you, know, go, you gotta go big with that. You, I'll buy like the twenty dollar fucking cheap catfish poles at Walmart, mm-hmm. but I'll change the string out. Oh yeah, of course. And then I'll then I'll use that. Yeah, that shit works good. So that's like, what we're looking forward to this summer. Huh? I, I like yeah. That's what I'm hoping to take. One thing uh, one thing I want to start doing. Is field trips for the kids. That would be I, great. I was at a meeting yesterday. We were at that meeting yesterday. I ended up showing up late about um, people trying to steal water from some, some spot. So people trying to, a company trying to steal water up the river, up by Rice Road somewhere mm-hmm. by a hot spring or by a spring. And they're like, well, we we can, we can do. We can bring our youth group and we can show them. I'm like, bro, thinking like, bro, why can't we fucking do it ourselves? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We don't need your conservation people to show us our land, you know, yeah. our spots. But then that's us missing out on not taking the youth to these sites. You know, I think the youth needs to see that because. Um... You know, we're going to get information on it. We're going to see it. We're going to go to these places. But if we don't take the youth, they're not going to know anything about it. Yeah. Then they're going to get our age and be like, well, my dad never told me this. My grandpa never told me this. Yeah. What, what does it matter to us? So All I think, I, Yeah. I, so I think having them, and it's just like a, they'll remember it when they get older, yeah. Yep. I think that would be dope. But again, Tribes need to hook us up with a van or a bus or something because I can only fit so much people in my truck. Yep. <laughs> That's very true. And I am lucky sometimes I do get a van. I get a van from my department. I used to. I don't know about now because I know the policy changed, but I used to. And I would take my junior high boys all in that van. Like, like a res rocket, bro. <laughs> it was red. Looked like lipstick. You know what I mean? There you go. Coming out looking like a clown vehicle. <laughs> Any uh ending remarks for our listeners? Um other than your event tonight. Yes. What event? time what time is that starting? The event starts at six at the tin shed. 
Um, I'm looking to try and bring some chili beans. Ooh. So I know a lot of the uh, I know a lot of the people that that are for bird. They'll bring snack drinks and stuff. So if you want, for sure, bring your own chair. Um, if you're just there to listen, bring a chair. Cause the tin sh tin shed underneath the tin shed, um, I drove by there. I don't see no chairs or nothing right now. So bring your own chair. And I hope you all make it out. And this ain't gonna be the last. So if you miss this one, there's definitely gonna be some more down the road. I don't know when. Just whenever. Our, Spur of the moment. Yeah, whenever we can do it. Just keep an eye on Facebook. Yeah. Because it's very last minute, dude. <laughs> very much Indian time. There we go. Yeah. It's not an Indian event if it's not Indian time. <laughs> All right, Titus. Yeah. I appreciate you stopping by. I hope everybody enjoyed listening Thanks. to Mr. Welsh. Thank you. And everybody have a good rest of your day. Thanks, Titus. All right,